podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Uh, before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. You aren't going to find anything else like it. They are our sponsors because I own three of them and I truly believe in this machine. I truly believe in the people that work there and the product. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged and we'll give you $400 off. Just say Coach Collins sent me. Coach Unplugged sent me, and they'll take really, 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 really good care of you. Trust me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, you're going to want to check it out before prices increase. You know, it's just that things happen. <laughs> Coach Collins has only got so many hours in a day. Go over and check it out. It's got the roadmap. It's got everything that you need to become a better basketball coach in one stop. You know, if you're looking for clinic videos, if you're looking how to break a one-three-one, if you're looking how to run a zone offense, if you're looking how – to, to pick an offense if you're looking for anything it's got it there for you as i hit my microphone oh well um it you know and it also helps us pay the bills helps us keep all these podcasts um the high school hoops and five minute basketball coaching podcasts and funnel down and all these things free to you um teachhoops.com is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on so um we'd love if you went over and check that out and let's head off to the podcast all right good morning everybody or evening or whatever it is um we got coach uh Help me off, tan off, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I did that right. All right. So, you, you people don't know that are listening more than maybe even watching. It's crazy. Um, so I have people send like um, resumes. I say resume. No one ever sends me a resume. <laughs> this, <laughs> to God, this thing is one, two, three page. It's awesome. Um, most people send like two lines, and it's great because I don't like. So there's yeah, no yeah. way. It would literally take the hour if we went through your whole resume, but this yeah. is awesome. Um, <laughs> I can tell you're, you're not like me, like an old man. I'm, you know, so far out of having to write resumes. Um, so you graduated from Kenyon College. I want to say Manawatsa graduated from there. Does that name sound familiar? Oh, Manawatsa. He, uh, he runs PGC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Does that name sound familiar? Yeah, that, that's no, the only reason once you I... put it in PGC context, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mono is like, I think Mono's like, I think he graduated from there. If not that, somebody I know, somebody yeah. I know graduated from the, there. The, the, big, the big name in basketball would be uh, Coach Smart down at Texas. Ooh, maybe it's Coach Smart because um, he's from around this area in Wisconsin. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. maybe it's Coach Smart. It might not be Mono. It might be Coach Smart. You're right. Yeah. It was somebody I knew. Like, yeah, no, I mean, Shaka still holds I, – I believe he holds the single game, single season, and career mark for assists at Kenyon still. Oh, I believe that. I believe yeah. that. Um, all right, so what we're going to do is um, the way I usually start these out is I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave – I'm going to throw it into – I'm going to hit the ball over the net, and I'm going to throw it into your court. Yeah. Give us a little background. So, for the people that are listening, give us a little background of your basketball kind of journey is the way I describe it. You know, we all have – we all start here and end up here, and it's kind of how, how did it happen. Yeah, yeah. You want to I do know. that? 
Yeah. So, so I, I, I guess I, basketball was the, the first sport I, I was drawn to and played growing up and uh, being an only child, my dad was my coach, you know, through rec league, Y ball, city league, all that stuff. Yep. And after I was in sixth grade, they didn't, so I'm, I, I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and my parents still live there. Are you really? Oh, my God. This is a small world. My, uh, my wife's aunt lives in Kalamazoo, so I spent a lot of Kal- oh, okay. Kal- the Kalamazoo promise. You know, yes. The, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, all right. I, I didn't take advantage of that. Um, right. But, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Great uh, city. Great city. But, but, yeah, no. So, so after I was in sixth grade, the – the, the YMCA league didn't have the funding or interest for a middle school league, a, a genuine middle school league of just seventh and eighth graders. But I had been playing in the league for, for so long and going into my seventh grade year, I kind of looked at my dad and said, Hey, this has been a really big part of me. I'd like to, to stay involved and be part of the community. And so I was fortunate enough that my dad was actually very good friends with the the guy, the head of the YMCA who, who was running the basketball program. And so they talked a little bit. And, and so when I was in seventh grade, I coached a, a team of second and third graders with my dad through the YMCA. And that was sort of the first start to coaching that I had. That's pretty um, young. <laughs> That's really yeah, no, young. I can still remember going to like the, the coaches meetings before the year with the program director and, you know, all these dads are sort of – their heads just are on a swivel when they see me walk into the room. Right. I mean, I had to call these parents of the kids on my team, and I can still remember. I mean, I'm stunned that some of them brought their kids to practice that first night when they found out, you know, a 13-year-old was going to be coaching their son. Right. Oh, I thought I was young. My, I, I did it. I played college basketball, but then I also was student teaching and, yeah. and I also helped out with an eighth grade team. And I thought, oh my God, I'm only 21. <laughs> what am I doing? And you were third. That's crazy. I don't know if I've ever heard. Well, you should have gotten your, um, you should have got, I, I see on your resume that you, you became a member of the uh, National Association of Basketball Coaches. Yeah. I, I signed up my son when he was seven. Because nice. I want to get him good seats. Yeah, there you go. See, I'm thinking. <laughs> See, so by the time he's 30, he's going to get good NCAA Final oh, Four tickets. Yeah, absolutely. I know. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's how it started. And it went, it went well that seventh grade year. And after that, my dad sort of sat me down and said, all right, it's time for you to take the reins. And I coached then – another second and third grade team when I was in eighth grade. And then throughout high school, I coached in the YMCA's middle school league. So seventh and eighth graders. Okay. Um, and that's sort of when I started to think like, okay, this is, this is really something that's, that's important to me. You know, I grew up doing this with my dad. I can still remember seeing him put lineups and game notes together and thinking, you know, that's, that's really what I want to do. And so, Going into – it was either going into my freshman year at Kenyon or going into my sophomore year at Kenyon was the year after uh, Shaka made the run into the Final Four with VCU. And everyone at Kenyon sort of had this light, like, oh, my God, he's, he's in the Final Four. Right. And so, my, you know, I was talking to my parents and, and expressed that this is something that I wanted to pursue. And, and so, like I said, it was either freshman or sophomore year. It must have been – must have been going into Kenyon. I wrote, 
I just, I just wrote letters to probably a, a dozen of, of your biggest name coaches, you know, your Shevskis, your Izzo's, you know, even on the women's side, you know, your Muffet McGraw's, Gino Ariemas. And I said, hey, listen, this is something I want to pursue. I, this is my story. What's some advice you can give me? You know what? I'm going to pause you for a second because yeah, yeah. I did this. I did this pre-internet. That's how oh old God. I am. So I did the same thing. And if, you, if you've if you ever read anything about Buzz Williams, he used to write like 40 oh, or 50 absolutely. of them a day. I love Buzz. So, so I love Buzz too. So um, is it Snarman there? Looks like it's Snarman. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's <laughs> raining here in Wisconsin too. But anyway, so I wrote, I wrote a bunch too. And I got mm-hmm. a bunch of responses. The best response I got back was from Bobby Knight. It was classic. Mm-hmm. And I oh, bet that he, great. It was. I still got the letter, actually. And, um, and you know, I've won. We've, we've been very successful. I've done a lot of things. But that letter still means a lot because he basically said, here's what you want to do. You know, he basically said, I don't hire people that, aren't, that I don't know and I exactly. don't trust, <laughs> which is what I tell, you know, I tell, uh, I tell all the young coaches that, that, you know, if you want to coach for Coach K, you, he, better, he better know your family. You better work really. He's yeah. got to know you really well or you played for him. Because mm-hmm. he's got to trust you. Um, but what Bobby said, and I bet you heard, and I'll let you talk in a second, but I bet what he said was, he said, go work camps. Get your name out there. Work everything you can. And I'm looking at your resume. I see all these camps. That's how it is. It's, it, it's no different than the business world. It's like who you know and who you connect with. Um, that's how Buzz got the Marquette job. He was mm-hmm. sitting next to Crean. Crean got to know him. They were recruiting the same guys. There was yeah. an opening. He got hired. Crean left. He walked in. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff is part of its timing. Yeah. Part of it's getting, you know, going out and having a, a beer or soda with a guy, and then they knows, ooh, I can trust this guy. You know, oh, he's not the shady type. And but go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 not at all. It's, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I got two responses when I first sent out my first set of letters. One very brief response from from coaches at Michigan State and I'm thinking I got that just because I was from Michigan and you know it was just very short but the other one I got and I still have the letter it's funny you mentioned coach Knight because the only other response I got was from coach K yeah that's crazy and he wrote me this this really long letter that basically said it's great to see someone as young as you with this passion and, and it's good to know that you, you understand how hard this is. And then it was go work camps. And so that first summer, it was, at, like I said, after Shaka made the final four at VCU, and I went and I just did camps at VCU. I sent Shaka a letter, said, hey, listen, a Kenyan guy, I just want to come in. I just want to work camps. And, and, and that was the start. And I've been right. throughout college and even into now with, with the high school job I have, I still, still go work camps every summer. And you know, Man, it's tiring. Wait till you get to be my age. Like, you know, I just turned 50. You get, it gets like, I run our camp for a couple of weeks, man. I, I, and I, and, and I'm not, I, I don't get any affiliation. Mono doesn't pay me anything. The only camp, the only camp I send my kid to is PGC yeah. other than my own at this point. Um, and those are tiring. Oh my God. The oh, PGC yeah, ones no, are I, crazy. Yeah sort of you know so vcu was it was you know younger kids it was a day camp right new people and so i ended up working it at like georgetown which was you know still a day camp but a step up intensity right and i think i went to do like overnight camps at rutgers and that was even a step farther up right and then after a few years i got in with the hoop group and that was like hoop that group's was good yep that's the re- yep the crop. 
Yep. Very, it's very good. And the thing is, it's, um, you, you want to get past the babysitting. Yeah. Cause yeah. the lower level ones are babysitting. The ones you yeah. first described are babysitting. Yeah. You want to get up to the points like PGC or hoop group or something that it's boy, the kids are there. The, the girls and the guys are there to learn. Oh, and it's absolutely. intense. And it's like a college atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so tiring. It's like you sleep, eat, and play basketball. That's exactly. like heaven on earth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I so, mean, and, and that's and that's sort of how I got here. You know, I've I've known that I've always wanted to coach coach in college, and when I graduated from Kenyon, you know, still still worked camps all that summer, um, but nothing was really coming up with with guys I knew, and and this job opened up down here to be the high school math teacher and and do basketball and i'm finishing up my third year so tell me a little bit about your school so i'm gonna before i forget we're, we, my program is we've gone a lot we've gone to the beach ball we went to beach ball maybe three years ago and, okay and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah yep um and we're coming down to the farm bureau which is in uh spartansburg is that right going around with my guys during this during the winter break to mm-hmm. get out of the cold winters in wisconsin yeah. oh, and absolutely. also to bring them together um, yeah. no, that's but great basketball in South Carolina. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, it was what a month, month and a half ago. I was up with, uh, the guy I coach with our AD. Um, we were up watching Zion at, uh, in the, in the state finals. So, I mean, there's definitely some good, some good, we players. don't want to play him, but we'll play. <laughs> He's unbelievable. I mean, and I tell the boys, like, I mean, we were, we lost in the state semifinals. We've got a kid going to Dartmouth. We've, yeah. We had a really good team. I said, those highlight tapes are great. And he's going to be a great college player. Those are highlight tapes, you know, yeah. give me some game film. You know, you know, he's a really good player. There's a reason all the college scouts, scouts yeah. are after him, but he doesn't look like he's 16. I'll tell you that. No, not at no. all. <laughs> no. Not at all. No. It was crazy because the team they were playing the the strategy they had was to just foul him, and I mean I'm I think I'm telling you the team that they were playing must have had they must they must have been in the double bonus you know by the end of the first quarter. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, he, he certainly is 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 quite an athlete. Do you uh, do you play quarters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we play halves. We just oh, went wow. to halves. Okay. Yeah, we just went to halves. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I feel about it. It's different. It's definitely a different flow. Yeah, I can imagine. And you wow. got to play a lot more kids. You have to play more kids. Um, so basically, I treat it like a college game in the sense that my some of my better players, I know I'm pulling them out at some point to just give them. You know, if you watch a college game, exactly. yeah, those guys don't play 40 minutes. Nobody plays 40 minutes in a college exactly. game. So exactly. it's, and it's like if you, it's like an NBA game. You, you watch it, they're always coming out because they have to rest. 48 minutes is too long. Yeah. So I kind of treated like that, like, all right, I got to give these guys their reps and mm-hmm. their rest at some point. Um, yeah, so how did you fall into this one in South Carolina? Well, so one of, <coughs> one of my professors at Kenyon, I was, I was a math econ double major, and uh, one of my professors knew that I was sort of having some difficult times sort of getting that first job out of college, and she said, you know, she brought my attention to – an organization is called Southern Teachers Agency, and they, they specialized in finding teachers in, in schools in the South, but specifically uh, private and independent schools where you might 
be able to go right out of an undergrad and not having to need that that graduate degree. Right, and it's I'm telling you, it's hard to get your first job. Your oh first- yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I took the, the people at the school still make fun of me. I took this job, and I showed up the morning. And parent welcome night was that night. You know, everyone else at the school had been there for like a week doing teaching presentation. And I mean, so I got this real late in the summer after graduation. And then you, oh my God, that's good. I got my first coaching job, my first head job, three weeks before the season started. I'm actually glad it happened that way because I didn't know any better. I mean, if I'd have had nine months to worry about it, oh, I would have had 83 different offenses. I made it through those first two months. Oh yeah. It's crazy. It's a blur. When you start teaching, it's a blur. When you're teaching and coaching, it's just a blur. Oh, I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten better at it. Um, I've talked to other people about this. It's like, yeah. you probably don't have a staff either. Do you, you have one, one assistant? No, it's, it's just, so we, when, when I got to the school, they had a, a varsity head coach, but myself and our current AD, both real young guys, he's, he's a couple of years older than me we sort of ran the JV team, you know, we'd never met each other before. And, uh, and after our first year, the, the, they, they decided to part ways with the, with the varsity coach and sort of gave the two of us free reign. So the two of us do JV boys, we do varsity boys. He's the AD, I'm the assistant AD. So, I mean, we just sort of everything, do everything, everything. And it's great that way. It, it is. It's a blur, but it is great that way. It's a, and you know what? It's, again, old guy. It's different. Like, and I've told people this. I, I was speaking at a, a Hall of Fame club a couple of weeks ago, or four or five days ago, and I was talking about this. And it's like I've gotten to the point in my staff that I have, I have, a, I have an assistant coach. This is unbelievable. His name's Nate Olson. He takes care of all the stuff outside of my realm of caring. Yeah. You know, it's unbelievable. And, but all the stuff you need to get done that I need to get done, he does it. He does yeah. it better than, you know, I've had two of them in my entire career. They both been awesome. You know, then I have another guy that's really good at X's and O's. He's probably drawing up our new offense as we speak right now. Yeah. And then him and I will bounce it back. So it's like, I, I'm so blessed that I got all these guys that it kind of lets me do fun stuff like this and other stuff. Yeah, um, no, I mean, it, it really worked out well. The two of us, like I said, we didn't know any. We 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 didn't know each other. I didn't know anyone coming down here. This was sort of the first time I'd been south of like Charlotte, <laughs> and you know it was. I we just walked into the gym one day, and I think he was wearing a VCU shirt, and I was wearing a VCU shirt, and that's when we knew that this was going to work because we're two very very different coaches, which is good. But we were able to come together sort of on one common ground where where we we start everything from. Right. So, so just jumping. So the people that are listening, so, okay. So, you know, we go through your whole history, you know, I'm yeah. looking here, I'm, I'm looking at your resume it, again. It's crazy. If anybody wants a copy of a really good resume, just email me. But anyway, so unbelievable, great student, blah, blah, blah. So you graduated, you graduated in, um, 2014, 14. Yeah. So you're, you're just, you're a puppy as I referred to him at this point, you're a puppy and you're just starting out in your career. What is, what is your, where do you want to go is what I'm asking basically in a roundabout way. What, uh, what's your, is it, I mean, do you see yourself here in five years? Do you see, where do you see yourself in the spectrum of, yeah, so no, talk? So it turns out that uh, this is, uh, I, I 
informed my, my headmaster actually a couple weeks ago that this, I was going to sort of step away after this year because the goal has always been to be a college coach. Okay. Um, you know, I've all of that, that has always been the end game to, to be a college coach and, and specifically a D1 college coach. Um, and so this, you know, I, I sort of sat down and I was at the final four this weekend at the coaches convention and, and, which was a wonderful for everybody that's listening is a unbelievable. Cause I have an, I have a former assistant coach that was at UIC University yeah. of Illinois, Chicago. He was an, he was an assistant. He's my JV coach or sophomore coach. Now, great guy. Drew knows his game. He's eventually going to take over hopefully for me at some point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he left the college game, but I've talked to him so much about the college game. And he says, that is the place you got to be. That is the wow. national convention. That is where you it's can incredible. have a, it's unbelievable. That's where, that is where you're going to make the connection that's eventually going to get you a oh, job. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, no, I mean, uh, 110% agree. And, you know, I think last summer, so before this year started, I had a couple job interviews with college teams, got some, didn't get some, ended up saying, no, I need to do one more year here to, to, to really sort of fulfill my time and, and do the job that I wanted to from the beginning. But, you know, hindsight being 2020, was it the right decision? You know, it's easy to look back on it. But I, I knew at the end of this year, college coaching is where I want to be, and I need to sort of go at that full steam. So, so you're probably looking dobo, huh? Even something, you know. Are you thinking? Are you thinking yeah. starter in a D three or D two? Because that's an interesting spectrum of what. Oh, absolutely, you know. absolutely. My, I, I ideally would be a, a D two or D one GA, and that's sort of what I'm looking for right now. Okay. You know, since I know I want to be at the D one level, I've kind of been staying away from D three a little bit just because of not having the scholarship athletes. Right. And that's a harder because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if, if I'm, if I'm the head coach at Virginia and I'm coming after you, you have to bring something to the table. And usually yeah. it's, you're going to be able to bring me players. Exactly. <laughs> and so you may be the best X and O guy, but if I don't have players, nothing's going to work. And I remember matter. one of the, one of the best things, my first uh, NABC convention I've been a member for a lot longer, but the first one I actually went to was Indy, uh, what, three years ago now, two years yep. ago. And I, I got you. hooked up with the organization Rising Coaches Elite. Great group of guys. And I was at their conference this past summer. Okay. And they had, God, I'm not going to be able to remember. One of the assistants from Washington was there speaking, and he said, one of the best ways to get in is be a D2 GA. You know, because at the D2 school, as opposed to D1, you coach, you don't, but you can also be on the road recruiting and, and go ahead and get all that experience. So that's sort of why I'm looking at the D1, D2 area. And, and, and how do you go about, so this is, again, for the listeners, how do you go about doing that? How do you get your foot in the door to get a GA job? One, I'm going to hire one of my former assist, one of my former players to come back and let them be the GA. Absolutely. No, it, 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 it is, it certainly is tough. You know, with, with working camps, I have a, 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 a solid network of people that I can always bounce ideas off of and they have their eyes open for, uh, you know, jobs and they'll relay it to me. But other than that, back in the fall, 
I wrote a cold call letter to pretty much every D2 school in the country. Um, oh, so, okay, so say that again. So you cold called them or you wrote them? I, I wrote them and the ones I followed up with, I, I called. But I, I, And how many D2 schools are there? Oh, I mean, there's 300 plus. Yeah. But I had to sort of come up with a method to how to do that, right? There's because one in Wisconsin. It's oh, yeah. crazy because the well, we act. The, I know how many D three schools are there in Wisconsin. Well, and the D threes have always been good. That's where Bo Ryan started, exactly. and that's where Dick Bennett started. So the D threes in Wisconsin are as good as a lot of D twos, to be oh, honest absolutely. with you. Absolutely. So, so what's happening right now is the Minnesota D twos are coming in and stealing our kids. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the we has gone down a little bit, I think. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting little, it's an interesting perspective if they'll ever go D two. I don't think they will, but. Um, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, so I, I wrote all these letters in my, you know, the, like I said, 300 plus schools, that's just too much data to comprehend at once. And so <laughs> my method was I started with last year's end of the year top 25, wrote a letter to all those 25 schools. Then I went to the previous year, wrote a letter to every school that I hadn't covered. And I just kept moving back and back and back until I'd covered pretty much all the schools. And so, so that's an interest. So the, you're a math teacher. I'm a math teacher. Yeah. So this is interesting. So when I took, eventually got this job, I had done the same thing with high schools and things I thought that could win and have good players. But anyway, um, I would have started at the bottom and worked my way up. Hey everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great. Sports Social Podcast Network.